Turie straightened his back and looked at the window. He could see nothing, not even a shadow, so he might almost have imagined it. If only that were true. He couldn't do as the voice had asked, no matter how urgent it had sounded. Turie hid his face in his hands and tried to banish every thought from his mind. But again he heard the voice, very clearly, even though it was no more than a whisper. In the name of God, open the door! It sounded even more urgent than before. Turie looked at his friends. They didn't appear to have heard anything. But he had definitely heard the voice. In the name of God, open the door! What should he do? He wasn't allowed to open the door. But what if it was someone who was in need of help, a fugitive in search of sanctuary? He listened. All was silent again. But the voice was still echoing in his ears. He would never be able to forget it. Oh, why did this have to happen now of all times? Why did he have to be the one who heard the plea? He was not allowed to respond but he knew that he would be unable to rest until he had done so. Then Turi made a decision. Quietly, he stood up, stiff from kneeling on the cold floor for so long. Feeling his way along the wall, he tiptoed towards the door. He glanced at his friends and thought at first that they had not noticed anything. But then he saw Armin looking in his direction. He knew his friend would never betray him. It seemed to take forever to reach the door of the chapel. Turie looked back one more time, at his friends, at the altar and the shields above it, at the light of the four candles, and at the dark shadows throughout the chapel, between the columns and around the vaulted ceiling. Then he headed to the door and put his hand on the key. If I open this door, he thought, I'll have broken the rules, and then the king will not knight me tomorrow. Turi turned the key, opened the door a crack, and peered out into the night. A man stood outside the door, dressed in a monk's habit, with a hood pulled down over his eyes. Turi could not see his face as it was too dark. He opened the door a little wider and waited in silence for the man to speak. Thank you, whispered the stranger. Turi did not reply. The stranger waited for a moment and then said, still in a whisper, I need your help. It's a matter of life and death. Will you help me, please? When Turi did not reply, he said, My God, why won't you say something? How can you expect me to help you? whispered Turie. Why have you come here? Don't you know that I'm to be knighted tomorrow and that I may speak to no one? I know that, answered the stranger. That is why I came to this place. Well, you should have gone somewhere else, Turie said. Now I've broken the rules and so I can't be knighted tomorrow. You will be knighted and you will have earned your knighthood said the stranger. A knight must help when his assistance is requested, must he not? Come outside, 
and I shall explain what I need you to do. Hurry, hurry, for there's little time. What do I have to lose now? thought Turi. I've already spoken, and I've opened the door, so why not leave the chapel too? The stranger took him by the hand and led him around the outside of the chapel. His hand felt bony and wrinkled. It was the hand of an old man. His voice sounded old as well, thought Turi. Who could he be? The stranger stopped beside a small dark alcove. Let's hide here, he whispered, and we must speak quietly so that no one can hear us. Then he released Turi's hand and asked, What is your name? Turi, he answered. Ah, Turi, I know I shall be able to count on you.